May I speak in the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. As for me, I know that my Redeemer lives and that at the last he will stand upon the earth. After my awaking, he will raise me up, and in my body I shall see God. I myself shall see, and my eyes behold him who is my friend and not a stranger. If you are an Episcopalian, these words are the words of comfort, hope, and faith offered at the beginning of every funeral service. Whether you are ordained or lay, rich or poor, whether you were in church every time the doors were open, or maybe it had been a while since you had come, these are the words that begin the service to remind us that it all comes back to this word of faith. I know that my Redeemer lives. I stand here today confident in the knowledge that our brother Jesse believed this fully in his life and that he is now resting in the presence of God who is truly a friend and not a stranger. We have set this morning aside to remember our friend and to celebrate the grace of eternal life offered to us through Jesus Christ. Today, even though it's cold outside, it is an Easter service. And we are reminded that even that the grave itself is not the end of the story, that even in our grief, our grief is not the end of the story, but instead that the story goes on and on through Christ's resurrection and the grace of God given to us. I met Jesse probably about two years ago, maybe around about this time. I came and filled in on a Sunday morning service but where I really got to talk to Jesse is when I was going to be placed here to serve as chaplain, and my first service was going to be the Christmas Eve service. And so, you know, start small, right? Just start with Christmas Eve, dive right in. And so Jesse and I um, talked together on the phone, and we maybe went and had coffee at some point, and we were talking about the music for the Christmas Eve service. Now, I must confess, while I love to read scripture and preach and talk about all sorts of church nerd history stuff, music is not my, my strongest area. So I was very happy to let Jesse kind of take the wheel when it comes to that. And he set out this list of songs that he was going to do, and, and he had set them in conversation with different scripture readings that he wanted to do. And we had to talk a little bit about that because... Like, we, we didn't want to hear the same gospel twice. And, and so we went back and forth and kind of navigated the service. And, and when I showed up um, and, and got to, to be part of this service, I sort of realized that behind me, Jesse was enacting this musical Christmas pageant that I hadn't quite planned for, right? Taking in little baby Jesus and then all the way up uh, to, to Jesus coming back. And it was just so joyful. For him to be up there and playing this music and singing. 
that joy that he found in music and in worship marked most of my interactions with him. In the Episcopal Church, we believe in worshiping with the whole body, right? It's a full sensory experience. We have all the colored stoles and things that we change out for each season, flowers, images that you see around the church. That's so that we're worshiping with our eyes. We move our bodies, right? We stand when we hear the gospel. Sometimes we kneel when we're praying and in repentance. We lift our hands. We bow our heads. We get our whole body thrown into what worship is. We worship through words and prayers and poetry and sermons and scripture that engage our mind and touch our hearts. We worship through touch, through physical things, right? We're going to share Holy Communion here in a little bit, and that comes down to the, the touching of bread and wine. When we baptized someone here a couple of weeks ago, that was about water. We anoint people with oil so that we worship through physical touch with the created world and with each other. And we also certainly worship with our ears through music. I think... Each person has a language that God speaks to them in and that they're able to talk back to God in. For me, it's ancient prayers and church history and bread and wine. That speaks to my heart in a way that nothing else can. And for Jesse, I know the prayers matter and I know communion matters, but where Jesse got into God's language and heard God and experienced God, I believe was through the music that he offered here every Sunday, weekend and week out. I think it was through this music that he felt God deep down in his body and in his heart, and all he wanted to do was to share that experience to everyone that came here. Even if you sing off key, which I do all the time, Jesse didn't care. He just wanted you to get lost in this language of love and God that he felt. It didn't take me long being here to sort of work out a rhythm with Jesse about how songs were selected. Generally, it was for some services, I might say, hey, can we play this song or can we change this up? But I sort of left Jesse again, continue to, to have the wheel on that because I didn't know certainly a lot of traditional Episcopal music and I didn't come out of a tradition that played a lot of the music that was here. And somewhere along the way, I had a realization sitting here after I had preached what hopefully was a pretty good sermon and I sat down and and the band started in with Jesse leading a song after the sermon that I never knew what those were going to be. They kind of got sorted out on Sunday mornings. And it was just like right on the nose, in line with kind of what the, the spirit was going on in this place. And in that moment, I realized that when you come to Christ Church Fairfield, you got to hear two sermons. You heard the sermon preached from the pulpit but then you also heard the sermon that was being preached through the music that Jesse selected and led, that Jesse was a, a co-preacher in this place. Folks that take on the role of 
preaching in the church, if they're lucky, they figure out at some point that every person's really only got one sermon. Now that doesn't mean, hopefully, that you show up every Sunday and say the same thing, but that means that you find this key, this, this way into understanding and preaching the gospel that becomes central to you every time you dive into scripture and, and do that task of going to scripture to figure out what the Lord has to say to the church at that given point in time. To have one sermon is to say that you have a, a way of speaking about and feeling and experiencing the gospel that guides you in what you do. If you're lucky, you get to bump up against some other preachers that maybe help you add to your one sermon that you're preaching in your life. As we worship here today, we are singing songs selected because they were Jesse's favorite, because they mean something to the people that took part in the ministry of music in this place. And if we stop and listen to the words and feel the music, we get to hear once again Jesse's one sermon that was part of his life and that was rooted and his complete understanding that he was a beloved child of God. We can hear his faith in the grace of Jesus Christ, the forgiveness of sins and the healing offered through that grace. We can hear his joy and awe and love of the power of God, and we can experience at least for a moment the joy again that it was to have Jesse in this place singing to God, his father. I hope that my life as a preacher has been touched by being in this place, listening to a sermon right alongside mine offered by Jesse Pabir. And I hope that a bit of the joy and awe and reliance and trust on God has found its way into that one sermon that I preach again and again. Jesse and I talked a lot about music, not just worship music, but we talk about different bands. I'm not big into music, but he would normally kind of talk around and we'd find something that I might know. And a lot of times we'd find a lot of things I didn't know. But we would talk about music and Jesse would sometimes throw out these little facts. And there was one song that he loved to tell me about. And he would make sure that he started off reminding me that it was written by a preacher who was a musician, Thomas Dorsey. And he would talk to me about how Dorsey had written these words when he was just drowning in grief and how Jesse was amazed that Dorsey, having lost everything, could still write a song that expressed such faith and trust in God. Now, one place that he was kind of eager to point out to me when he, we would talk about this particular song is he would sometimes lean in and he'd be like, you know, the last words that Martin Luther King Jr. said before he was assassinated was he asked that this song be sung at the service that night. And Jesse would think, would ask me, do you think King knew he was going to die? I said, I don't know, Jesse, but I don't know if he would have done anything differently even if he did. 
Jesse, I think, loved this song. And I think at times when he was stressed or grieved, and I think when he was sick and when he was suffering, I think it is a song that he relied on. We have grieved the loss of Jesse even before his passing because the illness took him away from us even before death did. And I now stand in this pulpit to preach, missing the comfort of knowing that Jesse would be preaching right alongside me, behind me, through the music. And so I've been thinking about this song. We only could sing one verse of it the Sunday morning when we found out that Jesse passed away, which was probably good. Probably would have brought the whole church to tears. But that song that Jesse told me about again and again and again, the musicians might know it if you picked up the cues, was, was Precious Lord. I'm not going to suffer you to hear me sing it. But it goes, Precious Lord, take my hand. Lead me on, let me stand. I am tired, I am weak, I am lone. Through the storm, through the night. Lead me on to the light, take my hand. Precious Lord, lead me home. Amen. Our brother Jesse, a beloved child of God, has gone home. We miss his presence here, but we know that he has followed Jesus the whole way, all the way to the end and through to be into the presence of God. And we know that even as we grieve today, that our call is still the same. It's still the same sermon that Jesse preached, which we are beloved children of God, healed and reconciled through grace that should stand in awe and wonder of God the Father that created us, and that even in the darkest times that we have enough faith to say, take my hand, precious Lord, lead me home. Even at the grave, we join together now with Jesse and all the saints and the faithful departed, and we make our song as Jesus leads us on into tomorrow and into eternity of Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. Take my hand, precious Lord. Lead me home. Amen. <laughs>